Um, I talked about this book, Trust Agents, probably four years ago. This is by Chris Brogan and Julian Smith. And have you ever read a book like the second, third, and fourth time? I mean, maybe you read, people probably typically do that. Maybe with, you don't just read the Bible once, so you read the Bible multiple times. Something happened, when I, this is the third time I've read this book, and I picked up on a couple of things that I hadn't seen before and thought I'd share those with you today because uh, I felt like it's good timing with where we are in our business. Well, I want to start out, it's going to sound, this is not a really old joke, okay, but it is 17 years ago. 2002 was 17 years ago. But this was the greatest joke of all time in 2002. And uh, they sent out surveys to two or th- they received two or three million responses. And this was the number one response. So if you've already heard it, please wait for the punchline. Two hunters are out in the woods when one of them collapses. He doesn't seem to be breathing and his eyes are glazed. The other guy whips out his phone and calls emergency services. And he gasps, my friend friend is dead. What can I do? And the operator says, calm down, calm down. I I can help. First, let's make sure he's dead. There's silence. And then a shot is heard. Back on the phone, the guy says, okay, what's next? (laughs) All right. That's a little different than what Jenny just gave you some social capital, right? She shared some information with you. Social capital does not have to be just a joke, but you probably already heard that joke before. I know Steve has probably heard. You probably told that one before, Steve, a few times. And that's the great thing about social capital is once you've heard something is then you can share it. So now I've just shared that joke with you, just like Jenny to share this information about loan limits with you. And so what happens next? You might share that joke with a friend. You might share this information with a client in an email or a phone call or a blog post. And then they may share that joke with someone and then they share it and you laugh and everyone's a little bit richer because of that. Um, Something interesting happens when we exchange stories And when we come together or exchange favors and laugh, that everyone's just a little bit richer because of that. That's what social capital is. You can't put a real monetary value on that, but it's sharing things. And so to talk about who trust agents are, trust agents are people who humanize the web with social content. Sorry, humanize the web with social capital. All I've done right now is share that joke with y'all. And if that's all I do today, then if anybody wants to know what you heard in the business meeting today, you're going to have to be the ones to tell them, or I'm going to have to be the ones to tell them. They can't Google say, what joke did they talk about in the business meeting today? So trust agents use the web to humanize people with their social capital. Trust agents are non-sales oriented, non-high pressure marketers who speak technology, technology, speak technology fluently. I can't speak that fluently. 
And they use the web to be genuine and to humanize their business and share recommendations. Y'all do it all the time. You go to Facebook and you ask for a recommendation. Who knows a good uh, dog daycare place? Who knows a great restaurant in Auburn? You share your review on Yelp or Google. You're, you're sharing your information with your clients all the time. And there's six characteristics. We're only going to talk about one today. But I wanted to at least list all of them for you in case you wanted to learn more. But this is how trust agents humanize the web with their social capital. They make their own game. It's about standing out. They make you feel like you're one of us. You know, so it's about belonging. Then they use the Archimedes effect, which Archimedes discovered leverage. So they leverage the web. Agent Zero, they develop access, so they create access to their social capital. Um, and then the human artist is, is about developing understanding and building an army. That's about developing mass. So don't get hung up on all those today. I'll email these out to you. We're only talking about how you make your own game because that's the most relevant. Because you're probably wondering, well, what in the world does this have to do with real estate? Everything has everything to do with real estate. Uh, we were just talking before we got started about print, journalism, TV, how advertising has gone down dramatically over the years. And companies have had to learn to evolve. Um, because the web is so important in how you use it to build your reputation and your trust with your clients. So that's what's relevant. We're going to talk about how to apply... Number one, how do you stand out and use the web to build social capital with your clients? So let's talk about it. The solution to all this is learning how to make your own game. It's about standing out. It's not about trying to figure out innovative ways to improve your business or brand. It's about understanding that the tools you need to use to do that are already out there, and, and a lot of them are free. So how do you make your own game? Well, first, got to set your own rules and learn how to see things your own way. I'm going to give you some examples. Setting your own rules is called gate jumping, and seeing your own way is seeing life as a game. So let me dig a little deeper on that. Gate jumping is about what happens when you find a better way to do something when everyone else is too busy to look. Who has, who's played Monopoly? Okay. Have you ever made up your own rules? That game takes forever. It's like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and give everybody four hotels and eight houses, and you just put them up wherever you want, right? Because it takes forever to get a house, and then you got to get a hotel, and you're like, it is three in the morning, and we still, no one's won. And so gate jumping is about creating your own rules by jumping ahead. And who are some gate jumpers? eBay did not invent the live auction. Sotheby's has owned the live auction business for, I don't know, 200 years maybe, at least 100 years. They just happen to own the online live auction they took everything Sotheby's was doing, and they took it online. 
radio, FM, AM airwaves, uh, they did not get into online radio until after podcasts. And then other businesses were using cellular and digital uh, airwaves. So if you want to listen to a talk show host, most people listen to their podcasts now. They don't wait to tune in at 9 a.m. with Elvis Durant in the morning or Still listen to John Boy and Billy if you want. But guess what? You can listen to their podcast anytime you want. At your convenience. Y'all know about bookstores. Bookstores own the brick and mortar business of retail books. But Amazon, what do they do? They own it online. Uh, I, don't, I don't know many people that have gone to barnesandnoble.com to order a book. They probably bought it from Barnes & Noble through Amazon. Amazon fulfilled it. And then movie theaters, we know how that works. This is going to be really interesting in the next couple of years is, you know, will we just stop going to movie theaters? It's instantly available. You can pre-order any movie that comes out in the theaters in iTunes and wait for it to be released. So gate jumping is when you find not, not a new way, but just a better way of doing something. All of these people... People told them, oh, you, why aren't you online? You know, I'm not, you're not selling books online? So other companies did it better while they were too busy to look. And that's what I'm going to try to help you all figure out how to do today. So playing the game, seeing life as a game. There are three ways to do that. There's playing the game. First we play it and we figure out the rules. This is how I'm supposed to do this. These are the rules. This is how we play. Um... So, like with Monopoly, you're playing the game, um, you pass go, what happens? 200 bucks. That's the rule, right? Can't you give them 400 or 500 or that? Let's speed this thing up. I mean, as you learn to play, you can decide that, well, why don't we change the rules? Why don't we make this game more fun? We've played it. Let's try something different. So that's playing, figuring out what rules work best for you. Hacking is then modifying the conditions of the system you're in. So you want to hack Monopoly, you want to shorten the time it takes to play. So as we said, go ahead and give everybody a couple hotels. Maybe you don't need to own all of St. Charles Place. Uh, was it St. Charles, St. Jane? You don't have to own all three to put up a hotel, right? you got to own all three properties where you can build so maybe you just give out some hotels and you can put one up whenever you want. Then programming. Starting from a completely different new angle with your own everything. Um, you don't have to play Monopoly forever. When's the last time anybody played Monopoly? I don't know. 15 years maybe? A long time. So we don't play these games forever. But... We like to tinker. We like to try new things. So I want to encourage you to remember to try new things in your career. So we'll take a break and kind of ask the question, what games do we play in real estate? There's the listing game. You know, can I go get a listing today? Selling game. Can I sell a house today? Uh, the credit game. Can I get some credit clients today? You know, how do I find some clients um, who are we competing against? Zillow, Realtor.com, 
Um, Quicken Loans, uh, Rocket Mortgage. How are you going to compete against a rocket? Um, you're going to have to start doing loans, Jenny, in like 15 seconds. So uh, other agents, that's who we're competing with. And we're all kind of playing in the same realm. Except, this is an example of, and this was just a, the first example I found. I typed in the search bar, home for sale, 11531 Whitesville Road, Forts in Georgia. We got Remax, Trulia, Cobalt Banker, Homes.com, and oh, what is this? That's YouTube. So this agent, which happens to be Kim Mixon, uploaded a video to YouTube titled Home for Sale. You know, this is what people do. They drive past a property, home for sale, or they enter the address, and this is not a paid ad. This is just a video on YouTube, okay? Notice what's not showing up is that video on Facebook. I wanna be clear is when you upload something to Facebook, it's on Facebook. You can't Google Facebook. Say, Google, where's that great live video Alan did last week at his country place? Like, if it's not on YouTube or in Google or on a website, you have to go to Facebook to search Facebook. Same thing with Instagram. So I want you to be thinking about that as you're you're kind of analyzing your social capital about where it is. This is kind of the goal. This is how you can beat these other folks, the Zillows, the Homes.com, the truly your competition. Because they can't go out and upload a real video to YouTube. At least not yet. I know they're trying to figure out how to do that. That amazing new newsletter you emailed me last month through MailChimp or iContact or just your email account. Where is it? Is it online anywhere? Is it on your website? If it's, if it's not, it's just in my inbox or my trash. So if I want to go back and find that amazing content you created, it'd be a lot easier if it could show up on Google somewhere, meaning that newsletter needs to be a blog on your website or Google has a free blog page you can start too. You can even blog on our company site if you want to start doing that. And that's going to get your content out there. So, we've talked about this. Again, this is a couple years ago. And that's how some of you got into video. But I wanted to take a minute to encourage you to do that again too because that's, that's free stuff. And it seems like the past year or two, we've shifted a lot to putting videos on Facebook, which is, which is great. I believe you should do that. But that's such great content. How do you repurpose it somewhere else so that it can get found? Because the longer you, you put off learning how to use uh, videos to market your listings and blogs to market your expertise and knowledge, just the more time you're giving your competition to catch up. And y'all have done an amazing job of staying ahead of the competition, especially with video. I think Bickerstaff Farm agents are light years ahead of the rest of the competition when it comes to video. But still, 
there's more we can do to make sure that video is going to be found throughout the rest of the internet or the web. So what are you going to do? Just start playing around with it. Video is so easy. I'm videoing myself right now. Used to have a CSU student in the audience filming and then editing and paying them 50, 60 bucks. These aren't the highest quality videos filming myself, but the point is it's gotten a lot easier. And we're taking this content from our business meetings and turning it into a podcast. Thank you for the three people who listen to the podcast. I'll send you all something gift card in the mail. Um, but putting it on YouTube because creating original content, y'all have original content you share one-on-one with your clients all the time. So now it's finding a way to share that content with everybody else so that you can be known as a trust agent. And this is something I kind of want to end with. I thought this was really important. When you conclude that talent, though not quite a myth, is certainly overrated, you start to realize that you never need to see yourself as below anyone. You should only believe that you don't yet have the experience that person does and find a way to get it. Just because you don't know how to blog or you don't, maybe you don't know how to video at all or as well as others, doesn't mean you can't. Everything anybody has learned in real estate is because they wanted to learn and they took the time to do it. They, they develop those skills. You don't have to be born with it. You can learn it. So take the time to learn how these things can be really helpful. Learning how to blog, use video. If you get that content out there, you'd be surprised what it can do for your business. Just this little, and I'm going to use Jenny as an example. How hard was it to put this information together? Not very. If I go, if I go Google 2019 FHA loan limits or conventional loan limits, I'm probably going to get like, I don't know, 3 million different answers. But if this information is from a trusted resource, a trust agent, I'm more likely to believe it and value it and use that person when it comes time to apply this information. Same thing goes for real estate agents. Is somebody, I, I see what y'all put out there. Your newsletters, your videos on Facebook, they are, they are great. But start thinking about how you can share that content on other platforms. YouTube is free. It costs nothing to join YouTube. So when you put together a listing video, or just a video about a current topic in real estate. Since you know Google owns YouTube, they think that's relevant information. That's one way to start beating the competition at their own game is by uploading your content in a different format and basically for free. It does not have to be almost a five minute video. A lot of your Facebook videos are, are really kind of short. Promoting something. If you just put that on YouTube, it's going to be available as content on the web now. I hope everybody kind of understands the point I'm trying to drill home is learning to share that with more than just the person you're directly in front of. Which is why we started videoing these business meetings and training classes. 
and so we could share that content with other folks that were looking to start a career in real estate. Because if they have to come talk to you on the phone or meet you in person to learn about all the great services you have to offer, you might miss out on some opportunities. So just think about how you can share some of your content uh, on the web with some of these free services. Because it's not that hard if you just take the time to learn how to do it. Yes, ma'am. Was that page one? Mm-hmm. It was. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I, there were, I don't like Zillow. Zillow was a top. So there were two other. Okay. There, it, what, this is the first page. You can see there was another below it. But there were, it was not on the first page of my screen. So I had to scroll down. So I cut off the top two um, results. It was Zillow and, well, there's Trulia. I, I've forgotten what. I think there's maybe a, a paid ad that showed up there. But the only video on the first page. Correct. So, um, yeah, and that's something if you start doing listing videos, think about the search terms and what you should call it. This is how people search. Home for sale. Home for rent. Land for sale. Lot for sale. River Road. Um, investment property for sale. Norris Road. Whatever it is. But... Um, in two weeks, we'll talk about the second part of trust agents, and that is actually about the Archimedes effect, leverage. How do you leverage all these tools on the internet that are free to build your brand and business and spread your social capital throughout the wild web? So I hope you'll be here in two weeks for that. It's going to be a fun discussion. Yes, Jenny. Speaking of 